Howdy, howdy, everyone. I'm Daisy Blue. I'm your host, and this is the Abiding Blue Podcast. My job is to ask all the awkward and weird questions that you want to hear about your favorite songs as told by the artists themselves. So with that in mind, let's get to today's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Abiding Blue Podcast, the songwriter's podcast that you love the most. And I am the host with the with an okay amount of stuff. Uh, I'm Daisy Blue, and uh, our special guest today is Mr. Derek Harris. Hello, hello, hello. I'm I'm so pumped for you to be here. I know you already know that, but well, I'm, I'm excited so too. So I'm happy that you have me here today. So I'm just excited as well. So. So I I insist uh, the show is recorded live. Um, not like a live stream per se. Live means something totally different now. But live in the fact that we go on location and record, and um, we have on location sponsors. So today's on location sponsor is NM Vintage Market. We're sitting here with some gelato, with some blood orange cider. Derek, you said you like the blood orange cider. I do. I, I will admit it. I know I'm, I'm a big guy, but I do like it. So, I, yeah. But you're talking about finding it out in the world and kind of stocking up on it a little bit, or should I not mention that on the on the radio? No, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I've recently found it, and I am stocking up on it. So, it's at a particular grocery store that they sell it now. So, I'm excited about that. It's. I've never had it before, but it's what I'm drinking too. It's very tasty. Um, this is such a cute little shop down here. It's very aesthetically nice. We're out here. It's one of the hottest days. This week has been so hot and crazy. But even still, we're outside. We're underneath this beautiful tree. And it's still really pleasant to be out here. And I have one of the the most honest people sitting in the audience, the live audience right now. And I haven't heard him complain about the heat once since he's been here. So you know it's got to be okay. Perfectly delightful in the shade so before we we get more into derek and his history and i just i got so many questions i'm just so excited um let me tell you a little bit more about vintage market they're the only store here um in las cruces with 100 percent new products um <laughs> new mexico products i just gestured over my beer which means it just went flying everywhere but um so I think that's really cool. I don't know. Have you ever seen the show Shits Creek? I love that show. Yeah. It's a good show. I feel like there's a store in there that they start they one of the characters starts a business and that's kind of his business model too is that they sell like all local products yes. through the store. So I feel like End of Mar- Market is kind of like that yeah. too. They got all the local products. So if you want to support local um, and you want to support multiple local venues by shopping at one and a vintage market is definitely one to, to do that through. Most definitely. So as I'm scrolling through here, they're partnered with all sorts of local people, NMSU college. Um, it's a great place to get your gelato. I was kind of talking about that fresh made and by the scoop. It's delicious. I got cookies and cream in front of me right now and it's, fabulous they're open wednesdays thursdays 3 p.m to 6 p.m they still got you know so you should probably check before you head out here don't get your hopes up that you're going to get gelato and then realize oh they're not open yet so most of the time they open at three and they're open generally in the afternoon um 
but sometimes they're open late. So just, just check ahead of time. And then there's the other affiliates of NM Vintage that I love because there's NM Vintage Wines, which is where I lost Derek earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was like, where are you? I found you. I did. And He's like, I was at the, the wine shop. I'm at the wine shop. But they sell the blood orange, so I want to make sure that people know that. This beer is... is they sell at the wine shop, too? Well, here, at NM Vintage Market. Yeah, well, that, and then they also... I didn't realize this, but the owners of... It's, it's the same owners, for obviously, for NM Vintage Market and NM Vintage Wines. The NM always throws me off. NM, NM, NM. You know what? That's, NM, NM, NLP. So they're the same owners. It's the same owners. And I was just thinking, like, how are they getting away with the name? <laughs> I, I was just thinking that. <laughs> because, and then they also own the Old Barrel Tea Shop. Oh, wow. Now so, it makes sense. Yeah. So they oh, kind of cool. every shop has a little bit different of a flavor. Yeah, it's a different vibe for different each one. Different vibe for each one. This one has gelato. So come come and check it out. Uh, usually the bands that I hear are always at the, the wine shop. Yes. But they actually have their own brew here. Or not brew. I don't know what the wine term is. What's the wine term for brewing? Wine term. Uh, they make their own wine yeah, stuff. I, I, that's, let's go with that. They make their own cup of wine. Yes. <laughs> like, um, yeah, they have their own brand of wine here too. It's called like Cow's Head, I think. Nice. Cow's Head. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, yeah, come and check it out. And that'll be great. So you heard it here first from Daisy Blue. Yes. From my lips to your ears. <laughs> We just had a famous hey, person <laughs> walk by, Eric Acosta. He was our first interviewee. Was he really? Yeah, he was. That he is broke, awesome. He set the bar high, and uh, so I hope you're ready to bring it today. I know. I, it makes me a little nervous, but I'm going to try my best. Well, okay. So tell me a little. I got so chatty, so I'll try to bring it back. Tell me, Derek, for those of you... Those out there who don't know you, who've never heard your music before, so they don't know your stage element and they don't know your songwriter element, who are you? Um, What's your Genesis story? I, well, I'm from Dallas, Texas originally. I've, I've been here for about eight years. And actually, my, my wife pulled me here. <laughs> Didn't expect to, to, to come here and be here for this long. But I like, honestly, I like how you said pulled. She it's the truth, though. Here. Yes, it's the truth. I blame her. Awesome. No, but I, it's it's been a um, it's been fun. You know, it's, it's been a, a different journey. Uh, I, I've met some great people, some great musicians, and just like I was totally you know surprised when I I came here. But I was a little bit more. I was a little different there. I'm a little bit more laid back. I was more like I'm gonna like play my just whoever gets in front of me. I, I want to play just to my to my ability, you know. But I met. Mm -hmm. I had to. I was a new guy, mm -hmm. you know, but I moved here. I started doing the music full time and I loved it, made a career out of it. And well, how much playing did you do in Dallas? Were you playing out uh, all the time when you lived there? When we're, yes, we played a lot. Um, played about, I mean, like everywhere from all, like just rallies and just bigger shows. It's, it's a bigger state. So there's, of course, a lot more places. More options, yeah. Yeah, more options to play. You know, where they'd be festivals and things like that. So, yeah, we had, like, a lot of more playing time. And mm -hmm. we can actually not, I hate to say it like this, they're just one of the same places to play all the time. You know, you can go play in Arlington. You can go play downtown Dallas. You can go play, I mean, every city has clubs. Right. So, but 
bit smaller, more locally owned venues in New Mexico. And I, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love, you know, playing the smaller places. Actually, I prefer intimate. that than the big one. That's how you get away with it. You say, oh, it's just, I love playing an intimate audience. I love, exactly. I you love know. playing an intimate audience. The big stage is fun, too, but it's a lot more, you know, more pressure, I think, and just trying to keep up that same intensity of, of playing energy every time you play. So that's that's the biggest thing. I think it's pros and cons because who doesn't want to play a big stage? And have you ever crowd surfed? You ever like jump in? Man, if I crowd surf, they might just step away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might hit the ground. You never well, know. Like who's gonna catch me? But well, I mean, for those who have never seen Derek Harris before, he's a he's a very tall, large man. And I don't mean I mean like large and in charge. Like I if I think if I was in the crowd too, it'd be like oh dear. Oh my oh god, my. yeah, there's gonna, a bomb I'm... about to drop. You know? so, <laughs> I, I wouldn't just... catch me either. That's the whole deal. I wouldn't catch myself, you know. I'm like, well. I mean, that's like Chris Baker jumping onto the audience, too. Like, you're not going to want to. Chris Baker's a big that... guy, too. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm like, you know, you're gonna... I don't know about that. Exactly. I don't know about that. I could probably get away with crowd You surfing. could. You're, you're tiny. Right. You know? There you go. That's. That's on my bucket list, man. That's on my bucket list. Baby. I just want to crowd surf. Just once. You should go for it. Just once. I think you could do it. You know, the closest I ever got to crowd surfing, the, the gig that I had that was the closest, mm -hmm. I was playing at church. Really? I was playing at church, and I was playing some of my original music, and everybody was just getting really, and it was like one of the best moments ever. And I was like, man, I should just throw this guitar and just jump right into the congregation. Hey, that's <laughs> a good way to get prayer. Right? <laughs> But I don't know if they're going to be praying over the same stuff I, I think that the they exactly. are. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's prayer that I want. <laughs> oh, man, it's funny. Any, anyway, sorry. This is about you. No, it was, this is fun. This is about you. First time I saw you play, Derek, and I I know you're sick of everybody talking about this, but I was just talking to my sister on the phone. I'm like, oh, man, Derek cares. He can play his guitar behind his head. And she's like, are you like say, you're just saying he's like a really good guitar player? And I'm like, no, he can literally play his guitar behind his head. I've seen it. I've seen it. Many times doing that, I would always ask myself. I went from, you know, playing behind my head because I because I I'm basically like imitating the people who I love, you know, from Stevie Ray Vaughan to, to Jimi Hendrix and all those people. So I would try to, to imitate that. Mm -hmm. But then it got complicated. I started doing the behind the head and then falling to the ground on my knees and then oh. going back to oh, like baby. this. So I was like, okay, one day you're going to get stuck. I would tell him this before I would do this. Said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I would do it anyways. And when I've you always say gotten... stuck, do you mean like that like you can't physically bring your arms over your head anymore? Or is it stuck that this is like a gimmick now? Oh, stuck that I can't actually get up from the ground. Or like the physical, <laughs> the physical way, the, the, your, your the, body was stuck. The physical aspect of it, yes. So, <laughs> but you know what? I, I love to do it. I think the crowd, when I do that, the, the crowd kind of pumps me up to want to give them more. So the more I give them, the more I I love it. I love the reaction from it. Even though I'm a big guy doing it, I think that's that's what makes it so special that I'm 6'4 doing it. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Man. But I love the just... people's faces. I'll just never forget that as long as my jaw just went to the floor. I'm like, what is, who is this guy? What is happening right now? Well, thank you. It was so cool. And as a blues musician, too, just to. Oh, thank you so much. And I feel like your reputation, and when I say your reputation, what I mean is my perception of your reputation 
is you're very well known for playing guitar, like yeah, exactly. the guitar guy. When we first got to town and we we're asking for recommendations, and when I say we, I mean me and my parents. My dad wanted to learn how to play guitar. We're like, who's the guy that he should learn from? And and Derek Harris was summoned out of the the depths of the the night. I I love your family. But you, you, your dad and I have been good friends for a long time too. So you it's, are one of the most patient people I have ever met in my entire life. I have a good time. I, I've always had a good time with him. So, do you still teach guitar? That- I still do it. I'm still teaching it. I have a, probably about um, roughly thirty. Students, thirty students. Maybe, wow, maybe thirty-five. Wow. So I'm still doing it Room right for now. Thirty-six. Maybe. Come on in. Hey. hey I, then I'll have the confidence to jam with you. He asked me before we start. He's like, "Let's jam." I'm like, "No, I'm not jamming with Derek Harris." Let's jam. Out. They, no, this, oh, is, make... this is like this is nothing hard. You should get your guitar. Well, it's nowhere near here, so maybe I'm sure Eric maybe has for one. a future show. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> Just so happened to have one in the car. Yeah. Eric Costa appears around the corner with a guitar yeah. in his hand. Like, how you what? doing, by the way, Eric? How's it going? Good. Awesome. awesome. We should plan a cameo like that, though. That would be hilarious at a show. Just like have somebody walk up with a guitar and be like, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. And just like rip some really awesome prepared That would be cool. Thing. I only know one scale, and it's because you taught me how to do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, E major. I got that. I got it. That's perfect, man. That's, That's it. what we're playing in today, one of the songs. <laughs> so there it is. Just, just e, yeah, e major scale. There That's it is. It. Okay. We were talking about you, your genesis. I can't wait for people to hear your songs. Um, what was I asking you before, before I got all sidetracked? Oh, I was saying you're known for being a guitar player. Mm-hmm. But I think your vocals are amazing. Like, all around, incredible musician. Just Thank you so much. From head to toe. And Thank that's you. a lot of space. Thank you so much. Guy, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so crazy about that? I think my... I've always liked the way I, I, I sing. I always thought my singing was just as... I'm not to, trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. Trying toot to be it. humble as, as possible. I always thought my vocals were just as good as my guitar playing. But even in Dallas... You know, people always, oh, my gosh, you know. I mean, I can't give you that today because I don't have a full band to actually mm-hmm. go crazy like that. But I've always liked my little, even though I'm a big guy with this high voice. Incredible vocal. I've always, I can't wait you for know, you guys to hear this. You're making me nervous. <laughs> I should have gave you, like, a little music sheet so you can sing a little background <laughs> with me or something. He'll start singing and go, ah! <laughs> no, you have a pretty voice. You're an all-around talented musician, too, so. Oh, shut Yeah, and your fans need to know that, Thank that you're you. an awesome musician, so. Well, I, I did my own episode because I'm all about tooting my own horn, right? <laughs> You've met my family. They were teaching me how to do it. So oh, I was funny. like, I'm doing my own episode on my own show. Let's mm-hmm. just get the ego inflated as hey, you much gotta, as possible. Nothing wrong with that. So, it's yeah. all about how you handle it. So if you can toot it and still be humble, man, it's an how, awesome thing to do. How do you toot and be humble? How do, how do you do that? I don't know how like a little angel on the side say telling you to be humble. You gotta listen to the spirit. That's what you gotta do. do Uh, Oh Lord, oh Lord. Let me go back to the congregation. Hey, hey. prayer and how to. I I still haven't figured that out. I don't know. I don't know. I've learned to be. I don't know. I think the older I get, though, I -hmm. think the ego comes with being being younger Mm -hmm. and being. You know, you always hear that term about 
having an ego or being a seasoned musician. I think most seasoned musicians, they kind of look past that ego type deal. And then it's all about the music. You know, I think, I'm not going to lie to you, when I was younger, yeah. I knew, I, I was like, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm the hottest can, thing out there. I know. I'm 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 not, I'm skinnier. I'm like concrete you know, in New Mexico in the summer. I'm you so know, hot. So I was yeah. like, I could do that, you know. But you know, I think as time goes on, it's all about the music, mm-hmm. because in in reality, you know, you want people to listen to what you you have to get across. It's okay. It's okay to be confident. I'm not telling people not to be confident, but it's the difference between being confident and being you know really arrogant. You know. Yeah. And I've been both. I mean, I've there I've, you go. I've been on the. I've been on both sides of the, the playing field, you know, as far as um, being who I am and, 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 and developing into a musician. It takes a long time to develop in being a musician. It takes a long time to get that, to get that knowledge, you know, so it's, it's called paying your dues. You paying know? the dues. Got to pay the dues. Pay the dues. Okay, so this is a songwriter show. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to hear what you have prepared for us today. And you're kind of saying there's, you have a little bit different of a persona with your songwriting than you do with your onstage presence. Can you kind of go into that a little bit? Um, you know, when I'm on stage, I'm, I'm, I still do the Stevie Ray Vaughan thing and the Hendrix thing, Eric Gills. I also do the Stevie Wonder and, you know, all those, the Motown stuff and the, and I kind of do a, the rock stuff, which is crazy because I still have an R&B voice, you know, but, I try to do a mixture, you know, so it's one of those deals when you do your own music, it's always like, do you, do you think people are going to like it? You know, if it's you, you're your own worst critic. Oh, absolutely. And you, yeah. you write and, you know, I can change a song a hundred times, you know, people get mad at me in the studio. Like, really? Doing like, this again? <laughs> don't change it. Don't do it again. Don't change it. Just keep what it is. You know, keep the song the way you wrote it. And I think sometimes we look too far into it, you know, just write the song and make another one. I'm, I'm over here snapping. Yeah, that's the story you know. of my life right there. I have so much recorded music, Derek. Mm-hmm. I have so much recorded music. Not, none of it's released because it's, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that. Let me change and, it. And you can't be like that. I will say this. My, my, my wife gave me a word of, of advice. She would, she would always tell us, you because like, my brother's playing right too, and she would tell me, you, know, you and your brother are some of the most talented people I've ever encountered. We are all mm-hmm. musicians. And then she goes, that the world has never heard of. Because you write and you write and you write. Oh, I want to save it. Oh, I want to save it for the right time. That just pisses me right off, friend. You got to get, you got to get right that to it. That just makes you know? me so mad. You got to take your light, and you you can't hide it. You got to put it up for the whole world to see. You gotta, That's exactly right. Right? If you got a light, let it be. Let it be the light among men. Right? That's, that's true. That's your gift. You got to let the world hear it. That's right. So on that note, what's the first song? Well, I wasn't ready for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been leading up to that for a while. It's like... that too loud? Let me turn on this a little bit. So I'm not too crazy loud. Well, I had a decision to make. You know, do I play some of the hard rock stuff? I was going to give you some hard rock stuff. And I was like, oh, this is more of a... Kind of a... Intimate. Little, you know, it's more intimate. of an intimate setting. So mm-hmm. some of the songs might be a little soft, but hard, you know... With hard guitar, so we'll see. Okay. Well, the name of this song is called 24-7. And <clears throat> just let me give you a little background before I start this song. Yeah, go for it. I always, my 
thought process when writing music is I'll take one incident. It may be one incident about one person, but the whole story is not about that one person. So I'll take it and I will elaborate on that one incident and I'll write it from there. So it could be like, this person broke their ankle over there. Okay, they broke their ankle. All right. So and I'm going to write a backstory of how they did it and where it came from, this and that. Okay. So some songs like are about... backwards. Yes. Some songs are are about a certain person, but some things aren't. So, so this it's particular- not all... If somebody heard one of your songs and... It may not necessarily be like if it's a love song or something, some people might be like, ooh, is that about, you know, probably like, oh, your wife, is that who it's about? And yes. then all these people getting all Taylor Swift drama about it, like, oh, her. Yeah, and, cool. and I'm not going to say nothing really doesn't start with a situation with that, you know, because <laughs> I am married, things happen, you know. Inspiring but, music. Inspiring music, yeah. You inspired me to do this. You know, but I'll take something like, I'll use my wife, for example. I'll. Something happened, and I'll take that particular thing, and I'll write. I will elaborate from that one that one thing. Okay. So, all right. So this song is called Twenty Four Seven, and I'll try my best. You can't edit, right? Because no, there's no editing. There's I mean, no- there might there might be, but I'm not gonna let you know that ahead of time. You never it's know. Just... I've never played this song out, so I'll just. Well, just play it good. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> just play it good. Just play it good, and I won't have to edit it. <laughs> Here we go. My blue sky was falling. from me Can anyone tell me Where is my baby I know this seems so routine But baby I promise that I won't leave You're like 24-7 and you're always on my mind You're like 24-7 And you're always on my mind I drink another bottle To ease my pain Whiskey only brings cloudy skies and rain. I don't want to be so alone. I'm picking my bread and I take it on 24 7, and you're always on my mind. And you're always on my mind And every time I think 
about the solo part man i got a little i was like i was tap dancing over here so i had to rearrange thank you so much thank you thank you, thank you. that's awesome when did you write that mm. oh man like this whole pandemic thing happened we were in the studio mm. and i guess about a year and a half ago so just a little bit before that so has that been released yet, or is that still yet to... Be? It hasn't been released yet. So that's the new song on our upcoming album. Hopefully it'll be out here soon once we get the production done and everything finished. So that's one of the songs on there that's I'm, coming out. I'm going to try not to ask. I'm like, I really want to know who you're going through. I'm like, oh, man, who's your production company? Can I ask that? You mind? You can ask that. You know, it's, Yo, it's okay. who are you going through? Who are you recording with? Um, I'm actually recording in um, Rio Doso, New Mexico. Um, at now Mont Montrose Montrose Studios and okay. uh, Rio It's a cool studio. So, have you worked with them before this? I haven't worked with them, but my some of my, my band members at the time had worked with them, so um, they actually made that connection. They wanted me to go there and record there, and um, so we did it. And we still have to finish it. It's a lot more stuff needs to be done. So I can't wait for people to hear it. I kind of shied away from it at first, and I I didn't want to put it out. So I didn't think the music was good enough, mm -hmm. and it was wasn't really going back to my my blues roots. But you know what? Hey, you I should say just drop it. Well, because you I never mean, like Eric, man. You gotta just drop it, man. You just you gotta know? drop. You gotta drop it like it's like it's hot. <laughs> drop yes. it like it's been in the microwave. Exactly. Ah, ah. <laughs> when you release it, ah. Here's the album. Yeah. Um, I don't know because you could always I. I We've been talking about this all the time, right? Where you kind of get stuck and you're like, oh, this doesn't reflect the best potential that I have. But if you've written a song that connects with somebody on the record, like that makes it worth it, doesn't it? It makes it very um, worth it. I think sometimes when writing, we always think the writing has to be about us. Right. But you never know who the writing is going to touch. You never know who's going to listen to that song like, man, I can re relate to that. Yeah, you know I can relate mm -hmm. to. I drink another bottle to ease my pain. Like I, you know, you can I'm not say myself, but I'm just saying a person who's in the audience might be like, I've I've been there. I know people who yeah. who've, who've done that. You know, so that's that's what makes me feel good. Sometimes I can't always write for myself. Yeah, and you never know how people are going to interpret, and you know, and it might be the song that you don't release that someone needed to hear. That's you know? true. That's very yeah. true. 
So it just is. release it. Just release it. Got just you. Just release it. Derek, you heard it here first. You really did. You heard it here first. <laughs> I, that, that's like, I've been saying that all. That's my new catchphrase. You're, yeah, that's you the truth. It here, you heard it here first. Okay, who else uh, wrote on this record that you're going to release? Are you the sole songwriter? Or do you have I wrote some all contributors? The music. I wrote, wrote all the music and I mean, I've got... The lyrics as well? The lyrics, everything. Wow. I, I okay. mean, like, as far as lyrics, I can... Shoot out lyrics like nothing. I can make up a song right now, probably, and, yeah. just, and just go from the make a song about Eric. But Eric, <laughs> he's like, please don't. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yo, there he is now. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Oh uh, yeah, he's bobbing his head. Oh, uh, he's getting ready for it. That's uh, all you get right there. That's all, that's all I'm gonna do. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna put you on the spot like that. Oh man, I wanted lyrics. <laughs> you wanted lyrics? Uh, I wanted lyrics too. Right, Come on now. I was hyping you up over here. I'm ready. He loved it. Did you Take see two. his head that's my... Yo, Derek Harris. Eric Acosta. You got your shades on. Drinking all your wine. You got your shades on Drinking all your wine All the time When you go Just pumps all the time You got your shades on Got your shades on <laughs> I might take that leg and put it on the album, man. Hey, look. Do you like that? Woo! <laughs> That's going to be on the second album. Derek Harris, ladies second and gentlemen. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to find the right muse. So now you know the next songwriting session that you have, just get Eric to come in and sit in front of you. I'm going to use that same guitar rip, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, nice, okay. nice. So speaking of songwriting, <laughs> the whole topic of the show. Well, what, can we hear another song? What do you think? Oh, you want to? Okay. Uh... Do you want to do a, um, certainly, thank you so much, thank you. I guess. I'm, I'll still work, because I'm going to get crazy. Let me see. Um, What's got a good story behind it? This song, I think I, I warmed up to the song earlier, this song is, it's kind of, this was actually about a person. So, um, okay, so this is a real, oh, I like how you're yeah. disclaiming that, like, this is not something I made up. It's nothing, it's nothing I made up. I kind of I wrote it according to a, a certain person, and from the uh, perspective of the person, or just a, about them. Just, just, just a mixture of both, I guess. Okay, all right. So, um, this is one of the one of the songs I didn't want to put on the album, but I'm gonna play it anyways because I need to stop being afraid of, um, just let people hear stuff. So I'm gonna give it a shot, you know. Yeah. Cause it's not about you, man. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the people that need your music. It is. I need yeah. some of that that crunch guitar, man. Where'd your band members at, man? There you go. You know? I need that. Hearing voices in my head 
And I'm not schizophrenic, yeah Just need my medication Oh, nobody wants to be in my shoes That's not the life I choose I'm trying to run away The misery loves company Nobody wants to be in my shoes That's not the life I choose I'm trying to run away But misery loves company I walk the streets at night And try to find my way And I can see the light But I don't want to stay Oh, nobody wants to be in my shoes That's not the life I choose I'm trying to run away With misery loves company Nobody wants to be in my shoes That's not the life I choose I'm trying to run away With misery loves company I'm not crazy I'm not crazy Nobody wants to be in my shoes That's not the life I choose I'm trying to run away But is it really lost company? Nobody wants to be in my shoes That's not the life I choose I'm trying to run away Cause is it really lost company? Man, I'm trying to solo with this, man. My my looper won't act right today, so but thank you so much. Just, uh, just give us the solo now. Go. You, want, you want to go for it? Uh, yeah, I, I still want to hear the solo. <laughs> Let me get the riff in right quick. It's not where I wanted to be, but it's all right, you know. Hey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hashtag thank you, thank you. humble. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you. I wish it was with the song, though. Say what? I wish I would play with the song. Uh, that's all right. You know, you rehearse with yourself. Oh, this is going to be, I got it all down. You get to the real show, it's like. It's because I'm so intimidating. And yeah. you have, well, I, it's not me. It's actually Eric Acosta that came I know, here. Eric. You're intimidating me, man. What are you doing? And uh, Daisy Blue. What are you guys doing? We're, we're just eating gelato, man. <laughs> 
Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> We're just having like childlike fun over here. Like, yay, ice cream, Derek Harris. <laughs> yay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's flattering if you think about it, right? Such a talented musician who's done so many like huge venues is intimidated by little by little old us. Eric, hey, you know what? I don't put it past any musician. That's the best thing that anybody said to me all week. Everybody's I'll good in their own way. <laughs> I know. It's explosive. Eric well, thank just said you. His, his guitar is literally on fire. He just set it on fire. He just set it on fire. And he's like, nah, nah. Nah. Right. It's that humble thing. It's that humble thing. You got, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty humble too, so. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. I'm not very good at it, but it's okay. I mean, I'm good at a lot of things, but anyway. it, is, it is okay. <laughs> yes. So, do you have a uh, more tidbits on that one? Is that one going to be on the next record too? Uh, yeah, this one will too. And yeah. this is, um, man, I just want you to hear the, the other guitar parts and other, or just the other bass parts. It's, just, it's so cool once it's all put together. I want to hear it all. I so want to like hear a, it. It's just a just a rocking song. Yeah. With the rock feel. You could just be do. You just do that. That's all you, I need. I thought you were about to start rapping. You start uh, saying, "Yo, uh, yo, Daisy Blue, <laughs> up in NM Vintage." I was like, "I'll right keep now. going," you know. <laughs> yo, yo. Well, you, I, I so love the impromptu song that you wrote about Eric. So now I'm like, "Ooh, what else can we do?" <laughs> Let's do one on Bruce. Yeah. Impossible. 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 Let's see. Oh, I was kidding. <laughs> awesome. Nice, Ooh. nice. So that one is going to be on the. What do you know? What the name of the album is going to be called? I know it's a little early to start pitching it, but it's just something. I go for back people. and forth on it, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I hate to tell you one thing, then it comes out as something different, you know. Okay, so I can't this, wait for you guys to hear some of the harder guitar rock stuff, though. It's cool, man. I'm excited about it. I want it. I want to hear it. Well, that's how you know you're doing something right if you're excited. I'm excited. I get excited when, you know, you write stuff stuff here, and I take it back home to my brothers, and and they're like the most. They'll pick your part. You know, we yeah. we we pick each other part. Well, you know, tell we, me more about your brothers. Where, where do they live? What's their deal? Uh, they, they live in Dallas. My brother's a, he's, you know, he plays the keyboards. My dad plays keyboards. My grandmother's play keyboards. Uh, I mean, I come from a whole line of musicians, you know, cousins and singing groups. One of my cousins were here maybe three years ago, four years with Tony Tony Tone. Mm-hmm. They played the 4th of July. Okay. They headlined the 4th of July festival here. Oh, dang was at the Field of Dreams, so I got to hang out with him and go backstage and do stuff like that. So I come from a whole oh, that's long, so awesome. lot of musicians. I'm not the only one. I know, feel so. like that's that's a good and bad thing. Because uh-huh. in in my family, and my dad will resent me saying this, we're, we're not musicians. <laughs> <laughs> we're not musicians. So I feel like, you know, I could walk in with something. And I did. You okay. know, when I first started playing music, I would walk in. And like, you know, show my parents something or show my siblings something. It would just be just awful. And they'd be so impressed because it was so much better than the last thing that I showed them that they'd be like, oh, man. See, that's awesome. You don't suck as much as you used to. That's, that's incredible. That's a good way to do it. My household was, household was a little bit different. 
It's more like, you're flat. You're playing too flat. That's the wrong key. That's the wrong key. Well, that's more helpful, uh, though. To an extent, because you start getting <laughs> complex. You know, am I playing the right way? <laughs> right. What are they going to say? So I just want to have fun. It was more of a criticizing game. But you know what? But you learn. You know, I, I or learned. critiquing. Being overly critiqued. Critiquing to the, to the fullest. That's me defending your grandma there. Thank you. you. There you go. I'm like, listen, Grandma Harris. <laughs> I know you. You're just wanting him to do the best. You know, Want me to do the best, you, you know. And meanwhile, the rest of us are out here with our jaws on the floor. I, you know, I've... I feel like you've raised the game a little bit around these parts. Like You're definitely one of the first musicians I thought of in creating this show. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get Derek on this show. I've, Take it to the next level. And, uh, Raising the I bar. I don't know if I raised the the the, uh, the bar. I, I I don't know. I, I think when I go to like when I go see people play, mm-hmm. I can. I'm either like, man, they're good, or uh, I, know, I don't. And what, what you know? What can I do better? You know to. Do you to, ever to give any of the musicians uh, critiques when you watch them play? Have you ever gone up to anybody? I I I, I don't. You know, because I feel like. Because you really don't know how hard they worked. Right. They could have been working five days a week, every night, and this is what they came up with. So for me to go say, man, you know what? You guys need to work on this, this, and this. They might be like, now, who do you think If you they are? ask me, it's a different story. Yeah. If they say, what do you see that I need to work on? I, I'm like, hey, man, you know, you stand on the same side, same side way too much. You know, maybe you should work this side of the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you should get this... You know, walk around and, you know, because my shows are pretty much different. Like, I'm all over the floor, all, you know, all that. Well, I man, like interacting with the crowd. I don't mean to sound like like a huge fangirl over here, but I feel like you got all the elements that we strive to get because you got the you got the musicality. Right. Because you're technically proficient, which is great. You got the emotional proficiency behind it with the guitar and the vocals. But you also put on a show and you interact with the audience, too. And I feel like to nail all three of those things, that's the trifecta of musicianship right there. I love being able to talk to the audience. That's like my. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you didn't see it, but I put my hand in the triangle. I see. And you went like, I see. Right. (laughs) Well, I uh, I love I love interacting with the audience i love mm-hmm. speaking to people i love to, to i want when i do shows i want people to be themselves don't come to a show and be reserved yeah don't come to a show and just you know if you if you come to a show i know some shows are like they're intimate shows and but if you come into a, a festival to see me play i want you getting up dancing i want you to have a good time you know and it's okay to sit and listen to the show and relax but know what the, what the show is. You know, I want people to just to be involved because when when people are involved with the show, it makes the show a lot. It makes me feel good about it. It makes me feel like okay. You made their day better. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, they may have can't come in a certain mood. You got no idea what's going on with these people's lives that come to your shows. Exactly. You know, and then you got them up dancing. Yeah, I want them to have a good make time. Make their day better. You know, and that's what I hate to say it. The music is good. Um, the 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 performance can be good. But this good old friend right here <laughs> always gets people dancing. <laughs> <laughs> he just picked up his blood orange um, <laughs> cider here. It really Man, does. This is good. Uh, I'm so fighting the temptation to get another one because it's so tasty. I say go for it. It's a, it's a pretty day. Nice, nice, nice. So good. We'll just, uh, Sherry! 
Sherry. Um, come say hi to Sherry and apologize to her on my behalf. When, when you finish listening to this. Or, you know, Derek, you could do it too. All right, I'll, I'll make sure. Because uh, I talk to you, and but I'm also talking to the people. Exactly. The future people who will be listening to this eventually. Exactly. Yeah. They're here with us. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I need a camera crew, because there's some funny things that happen that I just can't put words I just can't put words to it. It's all right. We'll, we'll do it again when the album comes out. Yeah. And then we can play the album. We yes. can, you can play a couple of songs oh off the album. Gosh. How about that? I would love that. We should do just a live show, make mm-hmm. people come out, and we'll just talk about, we'll do like an album release. That'd be cool to do. We'll do that. We'll just sit and we'll talk about every song and then play it and then talk about it and play it. I'll and then I can again. twirl my hair and talk about it and be like, oh, I like this. I didn't like that. No, I wouldn't say that. You can, you can, you can criticize. That's all right. Thank you. You're a beautiful person. Yeah. Thank you. Trash? Oh, yeah. That's. Well. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Thank You're you so much. You're beautiful, ladies. Thank you. They just brought me another blood orange. Okay. So, I could chat with you all day, but I know we're running out of time. So, I've been asking this question to the last couple of people who've come on the show. Okay. And, you know, we have people outside of Las Cruces listening to the show, but I think mostly it's a Las Cruces audience. What do you think that we can do as a music community in Las Cruces that we're not doing right now? Something that we could be doing better as a, as a total community. What's a shift that you would like to see the music community here make? Um, Something we can work on. I think just as a, as a start is just having a lot of music everywhere. You know, like, you know, here, the, you know, your other location. I think that's how we become a, a music community. It's giving, giving musicians an opportunity to, to play. Yeah. And also making sure, I think I'm a big, making sure you, we take care of musicians. Because I know it's hard to, it's like running a restaurant or running, running, running anything that you do. Being a musician is, is the same thing. It's giving, giving them an opportunity to, to play. And having more festivals. I don't think we have enough festivals here. We need more festivals. We need more festivals. We need more festivals. I mean, they can be small festivals. I'm not, I mean, we need big ones and we need small ones. And not just... Um, what are the types of festivals here that you've, you've played that you want to see more of? If it were me, I think the farmers, like even just starting at the farmer's market, you know, having instead of having everybody play well that's cool to have everybody play I, I want the busking because i i did that for a while and i'm not trying to like anybody's hustle everybody needs a place to play yeah but just utilizing downtown putting two stages up and just play music like mm-hmm. give give local musicians an opportunity to play and that plaza and is awesome it's I, awesome i love seeing music down at the and plaza. i think you know it needs to be done you know not always there's other musicians out there who i, I know who are just as good as me or who can play probably better than me or, or perform or do what they need to do they just need the opportunity i'm not trying to say i'm not i mean i'll never accept their challenge i'm always you know let's go you know but i want people to have an opportunity to play yeah and doing this this is thank you for doing this because it, it actually gives gives musicians an opportunity to get heard i just been blessed and i've played every venue here albuquerque really so you know everywhere so for me it's but not everyone has the same opportunities as me. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody, not everyone has the same the mentality, you know. So we have to help those people get that, get a chance to play, you know. And get I a think, chance to be heard. Get a chance to be heard. We need to make this. I always thought this place to me was almost like an Austin, Texas. You know, when I came to Las Cruces, so you know what? This reminds me of Austin. You know, I played Austin so many times, Dallas, because I'm out Dallas, which is where I'm from. So it was easy to play those gigs. But to have that, have every place playing music, not just those those small venues. Every place needs Starbucks needs to be playing music. Yeah. I don't care. Where, you can go anywhere in Austin, and I promise you, when South by Southwest is going on, they're playing but, in. Do they Burbage. have star- really like places mainstream oh. as Starbucks? Have, you have you ever been to South by Southwest? No, I haven't. Every place, I'm oh. not telling you. They'll pull out, every place is playing music. They'll pull out a, a, a trailer and put a band on the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like those big work trailers and have them play. That's they'll, crazy. they'll make a stage. You go, I'm just, and that's the way Las Cruces needs to do. I think we need to make Las Cruces, I love everything that's going on in Las Cruces. I say keep it up. This, this is special. Like all of this is special. I think we need to make it a music city. I, I think there's I the see, poten- I think there's the potential for it. I see Las Cruces being sure. a, a, a music city, and honestly, I'm gonna help push that. You know, I think one of the reasons why I have not left Las Cruces is because I see the opportunity to make that happen, and not just because of um, my music playing ability, but just because I want to do it for the community. And hopefully, hopefully soon, if if I get the the right backing i can have that and have those musicians come do what they need to do to be heard you know so we'll see yeah amen brother let's see a man a woman a woman Um, (laughs) (laughs) so i I think there's such a great music community here and we have so many talented musicians that are here i think my qualm is that the general public doesn't know about the music scene that's here. So I don't know how to f- fix that because you're right. It's, it's the local venues, the, the smaller places that do the music. It's not, and I think the biggest change over COVID is that um, shout out to Ruby Tuesdays. That's like the first big chain restaurant that I've seen in Las Cruces say, we're going to start doing live music to bring business in. And when you think about that, that has to do with management. Mm-hmm. So whoever was on their managing team, whoever was the owner, whoever did whatever wanted to bring that, bring that, make that possible. And so that's where you start. You know, I think that we, we have to keep doing that. Like we have, we need to have a music and maybe I can get this started. I don't know, but not a music. Uh, well, you need both. We need like a music place where musicians can meet up and we can discuss these type of things. A music board, so to speak. Yeah. Have a music board and then have it to where we have ideas. Because if we have everybody going out hustling, knocking on each yeah. each door saying, Hey, we need to, can we play here every month? Can we play here every month? Because right now it's about everybody's hustle. Right. I can go out and play every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But somebody else might not have that ability to go talk to, to people like I can talk to managers and things, things like that. Because I know I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I need to make that's my that that's where my ego came in right there. Yeah, no, it came but in just I, a little bit. But no, but I believe but, you. I'm like, I bet you can get it done, Derek Harris. But yeah. I want to teach other young a lot of young musicians how to do that. 
because they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to go talk to a, a business, our owner of a place and negotiate what they're worth. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, I'm getting so pumped. Yeah, I agree with you. And we, I think that's where the issue lies. And then they'll take bits and pieces. They'll take a small pay. I said, why would you take that amount of money when you can make this amount of money? You just got to ask. Well, so what are some tips that you could give to, to young um, musicians who are trying to get gigs for the first time that don't really know how to even go about it? I would tell them, well, it depends on how young you're talking about. Well, young in music, young, young in, music. in performing. So, I mean, they could be older, but just unexperienced. If you have someone who is that young, let's say, and they can't represent themselves, I think an adult would need to represent them. Not necessarily a manager. Like if, if they ask me, Derek Harris, would you come help us negotiate this, this deal? I don't need any money from it, but you know I want to hear you play, so I know what I'm dealing with. I mean, first, your so. phone's about to blow up and after then I this can, interview. I can help you get that. <laughs> you know, I, I might be a business. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we'll talk afterwards. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah, we'll talk afterwards. But this is one of those deals where they need to know how to do it and not sell. Because what I want to tell young musicians is when you go out and you get gigs and you sell yourself short, that means you sell everyone else short. And there's also products that you need yeah. when you're selling yourself you to a sell. venue. You need to come prepared with music for them to listen to because they don't know you. And they're they're comfortable with the musicians, musicians that they have. They have plenty of people that they're booking every month who show up on time. Who they don't have to worry about. They already know they're going to be there. Everything's going to be great. So taking a chance on somebody new is a risk that the venue is taking. Yeah. I remember when I was getting gigs when I first moved here. No one knew me, but I had a Dallas mentality. Mm -hmm. I walk in. I don't know what that is. What is that? I was just. I, I wasn't. Like I said, the word. I was. I was confident. Mm -hmm. Like I'm. I'm gonna give you a product. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sell you this product. The product is me, and you're gonna be satisfied with it. Simple, plain and simple. It's black and white. It's simple. If they didn't believe me, I say, well, if you don't believe me, I have my guitar in my car right now. Yeah, I will come. I will yep. come in here right now, and perform for you right now, and I'll put a show in for you. Yeah. And sometimes I did that with some people. They were like, "Whoa," you know. So if you get knocked down the first time, you need to have a, a an A, B, and C backup plan. Actually, a B and C backup plan. Well, and if I can get preachy here for a moment. Oh, go right ahead. So the millennials out there, I know you just want to send an email and I know you just want to send a text, but let me tell you something about psychology and what Derek just said, right? About walking in, looking at somebody in the eye. You know, most people are non-confrontational and most people can't say no. Most, most human beings have difficulty telling you no. If you approach them in person and you look them in the eye, and you ask them a yes or no question, they're going to have a hard time saying no. So that you come true. and you do the, pre the presentation that you just talked about, you're going to get a lot more shows than just sending emails. Yeah, and, and it's a personal, it's, it's an in-person thing, mm -hmm. I think. And people respect that. You have yeah. to, and email is hard. I mean, I can read the email right now and be like, who is this person? Well, and then you forget about it and you push it to the side. You got more important things to do, you know. You know, just you have to show up at the venues and come talk to the, the people who are running the place, the managers, and show them that you are interested in playing their place in a respectable way, though. It's, a, it's, right. it's respectable in, in a business manner. That's why I said if you can't, not everybody has business sense. No. <laughs> some people don't have the ability. No. 
we to, be a, to be a lawyer, podcast. right? To walk in and, 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 and to be a lawyer, you, you don't have that, you don't have that knowledge. So you have to get somebody who is a professional or who knows what they're, they're can say the right words. Right. And put them in the right context. So you're not saying just, you know, just saying crazy stuff. Yeah. It's a lot that goes to it. It's, it's, yeah. it's simple, but it's important. Yeah, absolutely. We could start a whole second podcast just of mu- music business stuff. But we maybe could. we'll start that group. Let's do it. Meet every month and just talk about I think what's that, the best way to move forward. And that's the most important part. I think if all the musicians were on the same page, a lot could be done. You know what? We need to do that, Derek. Yeah. We we need a collective unit. We need to have a set of goals of what we want to do here in this town because right now we're just a whole bunch of individuals. And make it in tears. You know, this yeah. is where the, the the business part comes in. You know, if you if you're just now starting out, maybe you should make this amount. You start out making doing this. Mm-hmm. This is what the venues are going to play because you never played a show and like you never played any shows. This is what the venues are going to start you out at. This is this is the deals that we've negotiated. And people might get mad at me for saying this, mm-hmm. but you either want to make the money and you want to continue to grow, or you want to make the same amount of money every time you play. Well, <laughs> and the and the problem is is that when more experienced musicians are taking the gigs for lower money, we're setting the bad precedent for the entire community around here so you're actually hurting you're actually hurting us if you're not knowing your own value you're hurting the rest of the community by not knowing what your value is you have to know your own value and i think sometimes they don't know that right well and some people don't know what to ask for you know and they don't i'm i walk on the place (laughs) i ain't gonna tell you their mouth i walk and say hey this is what i'm worth this is what we're gonna play for Right, and if you all look, you're like, where do I see Derek Harris Harris play? You can ask yourself that question. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know, in some places, you know, they're going to pay that this certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, you have to look at it like this. These certain venues are going to pay this certain amount of money every single time. These festivals are going to pay this certain amount of money every single time. So you have to ask yourself, you know, if you're playing a festival, or how much does it cost to put this festival on? Think about it. How much does it cost to get these vendors here? Think about it. Yeah. How much are they selling the tickets for? Think about that. How many people, how many cars do you see at this festival? Okay. And we just got signed a contract to pay this amount of money. You know, and I know people love to play. But I think this is just me personally. I'm just going to say it like it is. You know, me playing for the door. Maybe when I was 16, 17, it's different. Yeah. But when you... you I was when you, when you got obsessed... When you have to support yourself, and this is what you do, and you know that you got to put food on the table, you're going to negotiate some good money. That's called having your back against the wall. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love it's just the it. truth and knowledge. I'm just going to tell you the truth. You yeah. know, so... But if you have everything already for you, then it doesn't matter, you know? But some of these some of these musicians are out there working. This is their job. This is what they do every single day. Well, and I think COVID hurt us too. COVID hurt us too because people got desperate. And yeah. said, I'll take anyone. And I'm I'm a victim of this too. That I just I was like, I'll play for whatever you can pay me. But that's different because though. I'm like I just needed work during COVID. Yeah, that's, that's different. But I feel pe- like we're getting back out yeah. there. We need to start raising our standards a little bit more exactly. right now. The pandemic is a totally different ball game. Yeah. Because everything went crazy. I don't. Mm-hmm. There's no way other way to look at it. 
Everything went crazy. Everything went crazy. How I mean, do you plan for the apocalypse? You, pl- you can't. Uh, you know, you, you just, you have to do what you have to do. And we're all thinking like that. We, think about it. We're in the grocery stores fighting for... Toilet paper. I was about to say that. <laughs> toilet paper and blood orange cider. Those are the things that I fight for. Because they have alcohol. <laughs> but Forget I- about the toilet paper, just the alcohol, okay? <laughs> Exactly. Alcohol sales went through the roof. They, they did. They made all these rules went out the window. Like, yeah, sure, I'll deliver alcohol to your door. You can open containers. You can. Well, I don't know. I was at it's, my. I was at my house trying to make alcohol. To I was trying to make my own brew. I was <laughs> so I could sell it. I was, this stuff was selling hotcakes. You know? <laughs> hey, oh, that's hilarious. The black market Derek Harris brews. <laughs> Whatever I had to do to get it out, I was like, no. Nah, now was... available in every back alley. <laughs> <laughs> no need to go to the grocery store. <laughs> just, just walk outside just to your walk backyard. Outside. Derek has already figured out where you're gonna be, and yeah. he's got some brews waiting for you. Exactly, cold, uh, cold brews. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, what well, I already started like one of my wrap up spiels, but then we started. That's all right. That's why podcasts are great because it can really just be as long as as we want it to be. That's true. Right. But That's true. Until somebody's paying me to do this, then I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do. There so, you go. There you go. You make your own rules. Yes, I love it, Derek. Thank you so much for being on today. For um, the fans, your new fans, your old fans, everybody who wants to get in touch with you, they want to know about this new album coming out. How can people follow you and keep up to date for, with the latest and greatest? What do you use? What kind of social media are you on? Website, um, such and such. First, I want to say thank you. Before I forget to say that, thank you for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, but you can check me out on my website, which is being redeveloped. But um, the site is um, dharrisband.com. And most of the shows are on the website. And also, Facebook's been a little iffy. But once I started playing again, Facebook would be up and running, as well as the Instagram and things like that. So, um, But mo- for the most part, look for the website, the new website. It's just dharris. D H A R R I S band B A N D dot com D Harris band dot com. I'm sorry. This is why we need the camera crew here because your face went into plug mode and it just went like robotic. You're D H A R R I S. That's funny. Uh, I, I cannot wait for this new album. I'm I'm so excited that you even agreed to be on the show and uh, you know, I'm such a fan of yours. I. Uh, I'm so inspired by what you do, and I just get st- every time I hear you play, I just get stoked. So I'm really excited to hear you start playing again. Well, I'm excited. I'm inspired by you too. I've known you for a long time, and your family. So you guys are just such great people. My you know, dad so, loves you, and yeah, you know, he'll bring you over and get you drunk anytime. I know. I remember. Yeah. I miss those days, man. <laughs> we got some but, uh, crown royal for you anytime you want it. I miss those days, just jamming out. But um, most definitely, um, anytime I look forward to people hearing the album. I'm looking forward to coming back and and showcasing the album with you on it. So with you, you're welcome back anytime, my friend. It's gonna be awesome. Anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, and then thank you to our uh, partners who have made this all possible. Bravo Mike Communications and Las Cruces today. They help us push us, put push this. I'm sorry, I've had a beer too. Not a beer. This isn't beer. This is cider. Anyway, thank you, Bravo Mike Communications and Las Cruces today. 
And special thanks to Xander Stone Music, who I'm pretty sure I'm going to guilt trip into editing this episode. So I appreciate everybody that came out today. Thank you to our sponsors today at NM Vintage Market. And huge thanks to Derek Harris. Many great things coming at you, man. I'm so excited to see it. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Biting Blue Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please help us grow it by leaving a review and giving it a share. If you'd like to be considered as a guest for the show, please contact us through bitingblueproductionsllc.com. We'll see you next week.